Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you're doing well today or tonight and that whenever and wherever you are listening to this recording, (laughs) I hope that you are refraining from falling into the trap of being judgmental of how other people are doing their ascension. (laughs) Uh, I'd, I'd mentioned a couple times the diet thing where I don't see a lot of meat eaters judging vegans or vegetarians for their choices. You know, usually they go, heh, more meat for me. (laughs) You know, or, well, I don't know. You're you're not going to stop being puny on your diet, but whatever to each his own. Those are the kinds of things I've heard meat eaters say to vegans or vegetarians. And yet I've seen a lot of, especially raw food vegans, um, be extremely judgmental of people that eat meat. And it's like, whoa, you know, you made a choice for you. And if it's working for you, great. And if not, then you need to change it up. But you don't have a right to judge other people, regardless of what they're doing. You don't have a right to tell them that their spirituality is bogus while yours is correct. Because in the very act of being super judgmental of others, you just lowered your own vibration. That's how it goes. That's how it go. (laughs) So this is the thing. Um, I was listening to Aja Andromeda, which I, I listen to her stuff once in a while, not every day when she puts a video out. It's like maybe, eh, I'd have to say once every two weeks, maybe once a week if her stuff looks interesting. Um, but I do believe she's real, you know, with her information, she's real. She is speaking true. She's telling the truth. And today what happened for her was her higher guidance came through with a message about the diet thing again and I'm like oh my god and her higher guidance channeled through her on her video today and she said it doesn't matter (laughs) what matters is that you're not being judgmental of others and you're not lowering your vibration by judging people's people's food that they're eating you know it's there's not one right way and all other ways are wrong there are a thousand roads to divine there are a thousand ways or a million ways to become enlightened judging other people for what they put in their body and what they have on their plate a none of your damn business b only god can judge me that's the facts jack when you judge other people Uh, And when other people judge you, 
what happens is they are saying in effect that they are the almighty creator himself and they know it's best for you. And especially if they're Christian, they go directly against what Jesus said. Judge not lest ye be judged. So I don't know. And, and God says, I am the Lord, your God. You shall not put other gods before me. Right. These, this is, you know, if you were raised in a religion, whether you're religious or not, the 10 commandments should probably pretty much stick. They're good rules, good rules for a living for everybody. Don't kill people, honor your parents. You know, you don't have to visit them all the time. If you don't get along, if they abused you, just honor the fact that whatever reason that happened, it happened. Honor the fact you don't have to go see them for dinner. You don't have to spend time at their table, but you know, all the, all those rules for living are, are pretty good. Don't get jealous of your neighbor's wife or his, you know, maid or whatever, you know, <laughs> just don't be jealous of that. Just go along your own way, go your own way <laughs> and don't judge people and don't allow other people to judge you. And if they judge you, you could say, you know what, you know, You might be a vegan, but that doesn't make you God. You know? (laughs) We're all part of God. You know? And if they say things like, um, well, you know, you're not very spiritual, blah, blah, blah. And you say, do you believe that we all are one? Yes. Well, then you're eating meat right now and then take another bite of your burger. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Because all this crap is just a bunch of illusions and tests, actually. There's a lot of tests. You know, if you become a vegan and then suddenly you're judgmental of everybody who's not exactly like you, newsflash, that was your test and you failed. Now, probably most of the people listening to me right now are not vegans or vegetarians, or maybe you're vegetarians. I know a couple of you are, but the people that have reached out to me and spoken to me in a direct private message, um, you guys aren't, have not been judgmental. You, you know, you guys have been awesome. You've been golden. And so, but so basically this message is for you. If, I mean, if you are judgmental, it's for you for sure. If you're being judged by others for what you eat or, well, if you don't do yoga, then sorry, you're not going to get to the seventh dimension, you know, like that kind of stuff. That's just BS, you know, like if you're not meditating enough or in the correct fashion or, well, I could go for an hour. And if you can't go for an hour, then you're never going to get to my level. Sorry. Maybe some people can get there in five minutes. Maybe some people could get there in 30 seconds. Maybe they've been meditating for 30 years and now it only takes them 30 seconds to achieve the highest state of bliss possible. Some people can do it in a heartbeat. And maybe if someone is doing it for an hour, it's because they can't focus and it's taking them an hour to get to the last five minutes of bliss. You know, and if you're just starting off on the meditation path, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take you a long time, maybe to get to where you need to be. And that's okay. 
a hundred percent. That's okay. When I started, I could only sit still for five minutes. And a week later I added five more and I did 10 minutes and it was freaking excruciating. And I did not see the light. I did not find the path because <laughs> when you meditate for a long, long time, and then you finally get it, there's like a doorway that opens in your third eye and you can walk through it. And then you can commune with the masters of light or your crown chakra. There's another pathway through your crown. I don't recommend anything below the heart chakra, but I really truly don't recommend anything below the uh, third eye. Don't go out any chakra except your third eye and your higher and your, or your eighth chakra even probably even better to do that. But, um, I mean it, but when I started, Oh my God, it was so hard. <laughs> I'm a meditator. Sure. I meditate. How long do you meditate? Uh, 10 minutes. I can't have it. I've got to get up. I've got to eat. I feel like I'm starving to death. I just had dinner an hour ago, but God, it's, you know, after 10 minutes, oh, I feel like I'm going to die if I don't eat something. <laughs> I mean, it was like my body was rebelling and it took me, Oh, I would have to say one year of forcing myself every single day to sit down at the same time, midnight and 6 a.m., two times a day. My husband and I decided to have absolute discipline because if you're going to become parents, you're going to need that, right? So that's what we did. And we did this before we got pregnant for like almost two years. When we started, it was five minutes a day. <laughs> And by the time I got pregnant as on bed rest and I couldn't get up and down anymore, I had already been meditating four hours a day in complete and total silence in bliss, unable to like, I couldn't, I didn't even move my body and I didn't want to. I was so pleased and content being there that I wouldn't even notice four hours had passed. Sometimes I would start at midnight and finish at 4:30 AM and get back up at six and start over until I was on bed rest. And I couldn't do that anymore <laughs> until I was very, very pregnant and couldn't get out of bed anymore. And I was having health issues. And that's when I stopped, you know, but I'd lay in bed and still meditate for a few minutes here and a few minutes there. But to be honest, it took me a year before anything happened, before I felt peace, before I felt bliss, before I saw a light, before anything happened, it took me one freaking year sitting down to do it two times a day for more than 365 days before anything freaking happened. I would do my breathing. I would focus and adjust my back. I sat on my pillow. I had my blanket around me. I had only one spot I would meditate in. I would do exercises to get all the kinks out of my body first. I lit incense. Uh, sometimes we had a candle. We did everything, everything, everything you're supposed to do. And it took me still more than one year. So I'm saying this because I, I don't want you guys to judge yourselves if it's taken more than someone else, because you know what? The thing is when you're a meditator, if this is your first lifetime doing it, it's going to take a lot longer. If you have been like a monk or a priest or a meditator for 20 more lifetimes, you could sit down and in five minutes, there you go. You just got it back. <laughs> but if you're just now awakening as a newbie, you're a new baby to this. Don't beat yourself up. 
that's okay if this wasn't your focus. That's okay if all of your past lives, you were just a housewife with babies or, you know, and that was your theme. You know, everyone has themes. Or what if you were a warrior and you just fought in wars? You know, it's okay if you ignored all spirituality and divine experience in all of your lifetimes. Because when we're on the other side, we're all very deeply spiritual. But when we come here, we pick a few things that we decide to work on. And from the beginning of all of our lifetimes until now, that's what we've been doing is working on those themes. I mean, my number one soulmate that I've been with more often than all the others. And I have a lot of soulmates. I've been here a lot of times. <laughs> but the one person that I've been married to more often than any other lifetimes, we never were able to have children, ever. We were about to get married a few times and he got killed in battle because he was a warrior. He had to work through his anger issues. <laughs> and I had to wait for him and be there to calm him down and smooth over his feathers when he got ruffled up. And more often than not, he just would go out flying off the handle and someone would end up killing him. And we wouldn't even get to the marriage vows <laughs> or it'd be right after the marriage vows. And we never got to the pregnancy part. We never got to the having the baby part. And we finally, in this lifetime, we finally freaking did it. We moved to the forest <laughs> where he's not likely to get into any altercation with anybody. <laughs> And we finally had our kids. We had both of our kids. And just, I don't know. <laughs> he, he died after all of it was done. We had our house. We had our marriage. We had our kids. We lived in bliss and harmony for 11 years. We, let, we lived in a horrible state of fighting and anxiety. And later found out it was due to his brain cancer. But we did it. Thank God. And when he was dying, I said, I, I told him, I go, you know what? I love you. I've always loved you and I always will. But as far as I'm concerned, this is my last life. I am never coming back to do this shit with you ever again. <laughs> I am done. I love my children and I'm going to take good care of our kids. Don't worry. You know, I re I'll release you and I'll let you go. And this is like our last words 10 days before he died. You know, and he asked me to please take care of the kids and he had some advice for me and I had, you know, we'd said our last piece and we, and when he died, he was peaceful about it. And, um, you know, he went peacefully in his sleep at like six in the morning. You know, he was always a morning person. Of course, he's going to just go in the morning, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I finally got that. The being a wife, being a mother, giving birth with him, we finally got, at least for 11 years, our happily ever after. <clears throat> and that was like one of the themes I worked on because all my other lifetimes in which I was not with him was only about God. And I rejected all most, mostly more often than not, I rejected all forms of relationships or, you know, domestic life. I only remember two lifetimes in which I had kids besides this one and that's it. And I remember God, at least 20, 20 or 30 lifetimes I've remembered already. And 
And that's just on this planet. <laughs> I've remembered past lives on other planets. And I'm having lives on other planets right now. We're all multidimensional and so are you, by the way. So you're probably having all kinds of other lifetimes going on right now simultaneously to this one. In one, maybe you're a vegan judging people. <laughs> and maybe I am too. I know I am living in uh, the galaxy Orion and I'm a reptile and I would never consider eating other animals because my body can't handle that. In that life, I am a vegan. I'm probably a raw food vegan, actually. But no one judges anyone else because no one has the same diet. Because <laughs> diet's not an issue in that, in that world at all. You know, it shouldn't be a, an issue in this world at all. But people find the, the weirdest things to be so nitpicky and so braggadocio about. And people find the, like the littlest, most pinpointy, needly things to just harp on other people about. And then to use that as an excuse to like delete somebody and block somebody. Oh, well, you don't eat only vegetables. Well, screw you. That's a, this, this guy who I thought for eight years he was my friend. And he freaking blocked me when I said, you know, he put out this huge thing publicly saying, if you're my woman and you're my queen, I will only trust you. If you're willing to do a one-year raw food diet detox with me. And we will help each other through that. And I'm like, ooh, you're trying to rescue someone and be rescued. And you're using somebody's plate, what they eat, as an excuse whether or not to trust them or not. And to give someone a one-year-long test like that. So I thought, oh, God, this guy's going to be single the rest of his freaking life. I mean, he's been looking for a woman for eight years. He was looking at me for a few minutes, and I said, no. No, we didn't have enough in common. I mean, he was a Christian Republican from Texas. That ain't going to fly with me. He didn't even live in Austin, which is the coolest city ever. <laughs> Dallas is pretty cool, though. I like Dallas a lot. And I met a couple people from Houston, and I'm not I'm not bashing Texas. Actually, I've had a lot of fun times in Texas. But, but I was just like, I don't know. You're too conservative for me. I'm not a Christian, and I don't need you to... I mean, he's always going on about this verse and that verse of the Bible. It's like, yeah, I know all the verses. I'm an ordained minister. I actually have my doctor in divinity. I'm, I'm a doctor of divinity. But I converted to Islam and, <clears throat> you know, because I kind of want to be more inclusive in my personal religious ideas. And at least the timeline I came from, <laughs> actually, the Quran was different from the timeline I came from. And it basically said inside the Quran that, we're supposed to love and respect and honor people of all religions. So that's why I became a Muslim. I wanted to be more inclusive. And the last time I looked, I couldn't find any of the verses that made me want to convert in the first place in the Quran. And I'm like, forget it. You know what? I mean, religiously, I still consider myself a Muslim, but to be honest, I'm more spiritual than anything. And that's just because I want to be loving and inclusive of everybody. It took me a lot of freaking years and work just to be able to love everyone on the planet regardless. I mean, I'm a Virgo. I was like super critical. <laughs> Judgmental, yes, but critical, way critical of people for years. And now I just, I respect people 
and I honor people like where they're at. It's hard. It's hard. You know, it's like, you know, when I see someone suffering, you know, like somebody said on, um, Cuenca High Life that they need a mule. <laughs> when we're expatriates in a foreign country, <laughs> we have a mule service that, you know, if I go to the States, I will offer my services. I have half of a small suitcase available to mule back whatever you guys want, you know, and, um, and when people go and they say, Hey, I'll be your mule. Yep. There you go. I need this and that. And usually it's red licorice. <laughs> And my secret shower I got for my dog, for the stray dogs I wanted to pet and secretly like, you know, use the ionizer brush <laughs> to clean their fur because so many of the doggies are dirty. But, um, but I, uh, you know, so I, I, these people are like saying that this person had stage four cancer and they start taking this medicine and they got it back down to stage three cancer but they ran out of the medication and it's only available in the States. And it's very easy to get a hold of in the U S and they were asking um, online for someone to, Hey, please go get it. So I wrote them a really long, lovely letter, loving letter saying, look, I went through cancer a couple years ago and I reversed it with um, having like one slice of pineapple or one orange and half a beet and a whole carrot. And I put in a tablespoon of noni powder and because I wanted to balance my hormones also at that time, I did a, a teaspoon of maca powder or a tablespoon of each, actually one tablespoon of each, two cups of water, put in a blender. I drank that every day for three weeks. And after three weeks, I had 10 tumors on my skin that disappeared. And then all of a sudden I felt great. I felt amazing and alive and I knew I was cancer free. And I found out a month after that that exact except for the powders that exact formula was tested by scientists and was proven in um trial after trial that it shrank cancerous growths and cells so i sent this to this person i said i hope that you do find someone to meal what you need but in the meantime please tell your friend to use this recipe because it worked for me. It's scientifically proven. Go ahead and look it up online if you don't believe me. But it's extremely easy and it tastes amazing. And it's a beautiful red colored juice. And you, you know, just avoid sugar and fried foods while you're drinking this. And things will start to reverse. Everything is going to go back. And I'm also going to send free Reiki to your friend because, you know, you reached out and you asked for help. So I'm a shaman and a healer and this is what I do. And so I like wrote this beautiful long letter and all they said was, thanks for your input. That's it. Thanks for your input. Wow. You know, so polite. (laughs) And here I am as a Virgo being critical again. But I mean, if someone wrote me like a two fucking page letter, about how I can heal myself because they went through the same thing and they're pouring their heart out to me. Even though I'm more of an introvert, I would be, I would still be like, your letter was very touching and beautiful. Thank you. Even if I was going to reject everything in it, thank you for thinking of me and taking the time to write the letter. How wonderful that you would actually reach out to a stranger like that. You're very sweet, very sweet. Thank you for your input. That's what I got. Thank you for your input. I'm like, why the hell do I bother trying sometimes? 
But I mean, you can't save everybody and you can't help everybody. But if you try, then sometimes you'll save some people. You know, my girlfriend, Amber, I mean, I'd never told her that I'd had cancer. No, actually, you know, I think I did. But she ignored the fact that I said I healed it with juice that my my boyfriend gave me the recipe for. It's a, it's a well-known in the Incan world. It's, you know, for hundreds of years in Peru, they knew the cure to cancer. They have clinics all over Lima <laughs> that literally are like cure for cancer clinics. And you walk in and they will say, well... What kind of cancer do you want? What are you going, you know, or what kind of cancer do you have? And, and what do you want to heal it? And they'll go, well, are you having problems with your hormones? Is it in your ovaries? Well, here, here's a, here's a section for that. Oh, is it the other kind? Oh, then in that case, the lymphatic drainage, you know, those are the herbs for that. Like they literally tell you, you know. And I, and um, after I cured that, I ended up with H. pylori and I went back to the cancer clinic and they said, oh, this is what you do. And they just gave me a bottle of aloe vera mixed with all these herbs. And it was like pre-formulated to get rid of H. pylori. A month later, I was cured without taking antibiotics. <laughs> I mean, they've got this, they've got this stuff down pat in, in Peru. You know, most of the people that I encountered there were negative and had bad attitudes. And I just started meditating about this finally, like a, three or four days ago. My higher guidance said this about it. People in Lima are waiting to be cleansed energetically from the rain in the sky that never comes. And it's been that way for generations. That's why their attitudes in general, um, the majority of the people, that's why their attitudes are so poor. And I realized because Lima is in a desert, even though it's right on the ocean, it never rains, ever. I was there for 18 months, and one day it rained for, I would have to say, about a minute and a half to two minutes. And it was a freaking miracle, and people were happy for two days after, maybe three days. So I thought that was very interesting. So if you live in a place where you get rain... Um, once in a while be grateful for it because it cleanses like the ethereal vibrations of the air itself the ground itself the ground breathes a sigh of relief when it rains it's just oh thank god a friend of mine called me um from peru he's from venezuela and he was freaked out he's like how come it never freaking rains here it's like there's never any relief and how are the plants green still? <laughs> it was freaking him out. His whole family, they're like, what is happening down here? And one day he called and, and I complained. I'm like, oh, God, it won't stop raining. He goes, oh, I would give anything to, to stand in the rain again. You know, after two years in Peru, he's just like, damn, you know, like actually he's been there now three years. But he's like, you know, I just it's like I really miss the rain. You're so lucky. He's like, we don't even get clouds in the sky. I went, yeah, that's right. In Peru, it's like a bright blue sky or a overcast sky. They don't get the puffy white clouds. They don't get colored clouds very often. It's pretty much bleak and bleaker. <laughs> you know, no wonder people don't have a good attitude. And, and that was something that um, actually... 
actually, uh, it, it was an insight that I got the other day and it was like, oh yeah, oh, it makes so much sense. And even though Detroit is supposed to be one of the murder capitals of the U.S. at least a couple years ago it was, in this year it's, they've been doing wonderful. Um, they've got the four seasons and people overall were very friendly, very happy. And in the fall they had the bright colored leaves on the trees and made everyone in a crisp autumn lovely mood and then the winter coming is really cold and everyone suffered together and we'd all laugh about it. And But then three months later, it's over. It's not a nine-month winter like in Minnesota when people start shooting themselves <laughs> towards the end of the winter because they're tired of cabin fever. They shoot their families. They shoot themselves. There's a lot of weird tragedies up there <laughs> where I grew up in, in Minnesota. And then, you know, and then in Detroit, you know, and then you got your spring and you're like, Oh, it's so lovely. And the Cardinals come back, the red birds, and they're so beautiful. And then when the summertime rolls around, you got about one or two weeks of really hot weather and you complain about it and you go, nah, not really. At least it's not snowing. Right. And then when the snow comes, you're like, oh, well, at least it's not the hot, hot weather. And, and then let's go make snow angels. And then they do snow sculptures, um, downtown and they have all these snow and Christmas related activity. I mean, Detroit is a lovely city. I mean, and all the buildings are like 1930s Art Deco. It's the Paris of the West. It's a jewel of the West, the Paris of the West. And that's what it was called for decades before the Chrysler crisis. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. So those are some of my insights about you know, being critical and judging other people and, and all the trap. And it's all a trap, <laughs> you know, so don't fall into any of the traps. Just be like, you know what? That's cool. You know, you eat meat. Well, good. I, you don't use it in good health. You know, uh, bon appetit. Buon provecho. You know, that's all you can do. And just, you know, that's good. That's okay. For me, I'm, I'm Cherokee. I connect to the spirit of the animal. That animal will walk around the house with me. The spirit of that animal that I just ate, will walk around the house with me for, uh, chickens for some reason, they don't care, they don't, you know, they're not attached to it, but um, larger life, like if I eat a lamb or bacon or a cow, you know, if I eat a little steak, that animal will come and be with me because I'm one of probably the only persons that will honor it and thank it, thank its spirit for helping me because the body I'm in just needs it right now. And, uh, you know, I had a cow the other day just kind of hang out with me for, you know, like an hour or two. I'm like, I'm glad to have you here. We could talk about this openly. And the cow said, I came here to be of service to humanity. And if I didn't fulfill my duty, that would have made me very sad. You know, so it's not just, you know, one kind of an attitude or one kind of a situation or perspective that's involved here. There's many different ideas and ways of living in this world. Anyway, that's my, that's my two cents. <laughs> you know, just, I'm trying really hard not to be judgmental and I'm not as much as I used to be. And I am critical sometimes. Though. I get critical. I get kind of like, what? Especially when I'm like, go out of my way and I'm super sweet and I tell people stuff and then they just go, huh, or okay. Or they act like I'd, I'm not in the room or, I've, you know, I've like, I'll like talk and talk and talk and someone will like nod their head and then they'll just look away. And then five minutes later, they wouldn't even acknowledge I'm in the room. It's like, 
the hell is that about? <laughs> well, you know, hey, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I am on disclosurenews.it. And the scientists are feeling the 98 ascension symptoms scale that we're on. We are at 98 today. I put it in the description yesterday. And I, I can't remember if I said we were at 99 yesterday, but we were. Today I had a lot more, um, a lot more physical bloating and issues not with digestion, but just water weight. So that means we're pulling in a ton of energy from the sun again. And, um, but my mind was so massively clear and I started seeing the bigger picture of my life in ways it's unfolding in ways I didn't anticipate. And my son and I are bouncing ideas off each other. We were like, so excited about life suddenly today we were like yes now things are starting to roll for us and we just suddenly have this clear um like the fog had been lifted and also we're like oh yeah there's the sunshine and this morning i swear to god i was laying in my bed the sun came through my window my son had moved the curtains last night and i didn't move them back and it's like, I know that if they're, if they're moved, there's like one little sliver between the curtains right where the sun's going to come on in and just blind me for, <laughs> wake me up and I'll open my eyes and, ah! <laughs> and I, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't catch it last night. I'm like, oh man. And I just put, I was too lazy to get up. I put the cars back over my head six in the morning. I'm like, no way. I'm not going to, but the sun came through and it was so so, so bright. And I felt the energy and I said, I accept any and all plasma downloads or upgrades that you're giving me today, Mr. Sun. Thank you. And as soon as I said that, my I started vibrating super, super, super high vibration. And then I looked through the window again real quick and had to shut my eyes right, right away. I swear to God, you guys, I saw two suns one right on top of the other. And I, I had forgotten about that phenomenon. A lot of people started photographing two suns and I saw two suns and then the sun got less bright, but yet there's no clouds in the sky. And a few minutes later, another plasma wave came through and the whole sky was like a million times brighter again. And then it calmed down after 10 minutes again. And I fell asleep after that, but my higher guidance said we were getting plasma wave after plasma wave after plasma wave. And we had, it was bright white and then it was golden light and then bright white and then kind of orangey golden. And then again, back to bright white again. So whatever those uh, energies are, that's what we received today. And we're at 98, not 99, but thank God we're a little lower less, little bit less symptoms, at least mentally I was more clear and I had less, um, tinnitus today too, which is good, but I'm looking at the Schumann residence for Italy. And this is what it says at 8:15, or on 8:15, I'm like, wait a minute. That was yesterday. <laughs> and it says 17 UTC time. And then the second report was 17 UTC time. So both of the reports today 
are dated yesterday's date and they both say the five o'clock report basically. <laughs> I'm like, something's going on over there. <laughs> they're feeling the symptoms if they're not feeling the actual Schumann resonance frequency. But anyway, so their first report, which I'm assuming was at, you know, 10 or 11.30 report. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because they didn't put the right time or the right date. Anyway, it says, today's activity until now resulted in three isolated peaks. All around 23 hertz occurred at 5, 6, and 7.30 UTC time. Apart from these variations, it was a condition of calm. Then... <laughs> The yesterday, <laughs> today, <laughs> 1,700 other, 1,700 report says, a further modest isolated peak occurred at 1130 with 15 hertz. This interrupted the calm condition that returned soon after. All right, well, that's it. So 23 hertz and then 15 in Italy. Of course, we go on over to... <laughs> the big kahuna over here and (laughs) all right uh california was at 156 hertz frequency at midnight and at four they were still 156 hertz and in hofuf saudi arabia they started off at 81 and by the time four o'clock rolled around they were down to 80 Hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. In Lithuania at midnight, they were at 149 Hertz frequency and they went down to 125. And the big one, the one we've always been watching out for, holy crap. (laughs) This one's the most active one and it's active in all directions. Um... Alberta, Canada was at 384 at midnight and 311 at 4 a.m. Northland, New Zealand. Northland had 69 hertz frequency at midnight and by 4 a.m. it was only 68. And in Hulului at midnight, 89 hertz frequency went all the way down to just, well, 84. But, I mean, Alberta, Canada, though. You know, California, too, is pretty high, as well as uh, Lithuania. Everyone else is in the, you know, 60 to 90 range, but, I mean, we have two that were over 100. I mean, California, 156. And but Alberta, Canada, my God, 311. It's like they want to be the winner on the on the Hertz frequency scale, Shimon resonance scale. And they win. They win every time lately. Okay, we're on lesson 69. I'm gonna read this in a course of miracles, ACIM.org. My grievances hide the light of the world in me. My grievances hide the light of the world in me. See, that's the thing. I was just, see, I love how it relates to the thing I was talking about. Um, 
you know, if you have a grievance about the way someone else is doing their spiritual road (laughs) and it's their road, it's not yours. But if you have a grievance about that, it hides your own light. It keeps your own light from being brighter and from your body vibrating faster and better. That's absolutely true. My grievances hide. My grievances hide the light of the world in me. I cannot see what I have hidden, yet I want to let it be revealed to me for my salvation and the salvation of the world. That's one of the other ideas in this lesson. If I hold this grievance, the light of the world will be hidden from me. If I hold this grievance, the light of the world will be hidden from me. It says, tell yourself that if you're tempted to hold anything against anyone today, remember that your grievances hide the light of the world in you. Wanted to say before I go to the um, channeling tonight, I'm going to channel the Lirans. They have come to me with a message. I don't know what it's about. Oh, as soon as I said that, my left ear just started vibrating so high that I lost all hearing for a minute. Ooh. <laughs> Every time I talk about channeling or I'm about to, suddenly I get really hot and I get the tinnitus. It's <laughs> sure sign that's about ready to happen. So they're going to have a, a short message for you guys tonight. But I did wanted to say um, my condolences tonight to Jane Fonda and the Fonda family. My heart goes out to you in the loss of your brother, uh, Peter Fonda. He was an amazing uh, man all the way around. Good actor, obviously. And I obviously loved Easy Rider. Followed him on Instagram even. And um, I know he's going to be sorely missed in the world. He was supposed to play the role of my dad. In uh, the, There was a screenplay written and he and Peter Fonda was attached. He wanted to play the role of my father to show um, my dad's story. My dad is the first convicted war criminal in the history of the Vietnam War. You can look it up, although a lot of the information online about my dad is false. There were there was someone who wrote a book about the Vietnam War, about my dad's um, uh, troops. Troops, is that it? Platoon. And uh, that person wasn't even anywhere near where my dad was and claimed to know my father. He even called me and said a bunch of stuff about my dad that was not true. And when I found my dad, he and I had a lot of long talks about Vietnam about what went wrong. My dad was on death row and he had a raw deal and they broke the law. It's a long story, but if you want to read that story, if you have any interest in the history of the Vietnam war, um, Denzel Allen is my father. And, um, anyway, he, uh, his story was very interesting. He got uh, the the um, he got a lawyer from Indiana who went and spent 
two or three months with him before my dad would even speak. My dad was so angry about what had happened. And, um, my dad was just ready to die. And this guy got him out of it, talked him out of it and got him out of prison. And then my dad went and worked for the governor of Indiana. (laughs) So, and, and now my dad's just a long haul trucker, still alive and kicking and doing pretty well for himself. And then he reads and reads and reads and reads and reads. Cause when he, when he got to prison, that's all he could do. <laughs> but anyway, Peter Fonda was supposed to play my dad and because it was still going on or it, it had just ended and, P- and the whole Vietnam thing left a bad taste in people's mouths and the studio canceled it. They said, you know, we can't do this. We can't make this movie right now. And then it just kind of all fell to the wayside and I was thinking recently that maybe I'll you know try to find that what you know find that script wherever it is and revive it and I was thinking I would get Peter Fonda to play my dad but like maybe on a rocking chair on a porch somewhere and talking about uh what had happened of course if it's really about my dad it'd be you know <laughs> in field drinking whiskey, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Actually not whiskey. That's my drink. My dad drinks, um, Oh goodness. Brandy. My dad's a brandy drinker now (laughs) on the weekends only. He doesn't drink during the week while he's working. Anyway, um, my condolences to the whole Fonda family and all those that knew him and loved him personally. I never had the pleasure to meet him, but I'm sad, and today's the, the uh, anniversary of Elvis Presley's death, which is a day that always is sad for me anyway. Every August 16th, I get so sad. But um, and now we got another reason, Peter Fonda. Anyway, there's that. I'm going to come back and give you guys a little... This is going to be a shorter one, I think. Less than 30 minutes. Yeah, they're here. They're, we just have a short message. I'm going to go ahead and channel the Lyrans for you guys. <laughs> I'll be right back after this. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. guys I have the phone down so hopefully you can still hear me I am an indirect channel I don't allow any beings to take over my body I don't want to share <laughs> but I do telepath and sometimes I will stop and ask and use muscle testing to make sure I am hearing a word or a phrase or idea correctly sometimes my subconscious mind won't accept what's happening and I don't believe it, so I might get stuck for a couple seconds until I push through that barrier. 
and I will ask and use muscle testing sometimes two or three times just to make sure I am hearing what I think I am hearing. And sometimes, you know, the thought process of someone else is not my own and it's hard to me, for me to kind of decipher what's going on, but I am an indirect telepath. I've been channeling for, oh goodness, many, 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 many years. I've been telepathing since I was a baby, pretty much. I started off telepathing with animals and now I telepath with beings of light, multidimensional beings and people who have, uh, well, according to our words, died, people who are deceased. And I telepath with people all the time, even my own family. Sometimes, you know, I, I want to ask about a recipe or a relative and, and by the way, hey, grandma, I got a question for you, you know, <laughs> telepath. But tonight I am channeling off-worlders, the Lyran people. They are known as the cat-headed people. <laughs> they have fur and, but like kind of close to their skin. And they have heads that are shaped like cats. And you are most familiar with this image when you think about ancient Egypt in the hieroglyphics. There are, um, I think it's Bastet and or Sekhmet, I believe were Lyrans. And Lyrans um, have claimed in our last channeling that they had connections to Egypt. So I believe that the ones we're speaking with now have, maybe it was their family or they knew someone who knew them, you know, the original cat-headed people. And that might be why the Egyptians revered cats so much. Of course, last time they told me that it's not appropriate to ask if you can pet them if you ever meet them in real life. Just wanted to pass that along. <laughs> I love kitties so much. They're one of my favorite animals. I love all animals, but I, I've got a special love in my heart for kitty cats. <laughs> all right. Okay, Larens, I wanted to say thank you for being on Metaphysical Soul Speak and welcome to the show. I'm going to let them speak, guys. I'm not going to ask questions. So here we go. You guys may speak now. Hello to all of humanity. We are so happy to be back on the show we were happy to be welcomed tonight. We weren't sure we were going to be able to get through and we are grateful that we did. We are aware that there was a channeling two days ago and we were worried we weren't going to be able to have a show tonight, but we wanted to once again reconnect with humanity and all of you. If you are listening to this message, then we are hoping that the information we bring forward is going to resonate with you and be good with you. And if not, we hope that at least it's compelling or interesting 
But we hope that our message helps you in one way or another. We consider ourselves to be like brothers or space brothers to humanity. We do have long ancient ties with your planet. At least our ancestors did. And we are here to offer our friendship, our love, and our support during these times of changes. We wish to extend our long-time loyalty and our heartfelt greetings and love to each and every one of you. Our collective have gone through many changes over millennia, thousands and thousands of years. And it's taken us a long time to evolve and grow ourselves as well. We understand these changes can be hard and painful for it is always painful to grow. Whether it's physically, spiritually, or mentally, sometimes the most painful growth can be the mentally part. Your minds have to grow and expand in order to accept the changes of ascension. Your bodies are there. Your souls are there. And sometimes your emotions are there. And sometimes your emotions revert or fall back to old ideas and beliefs. There are uh, energies of anxiety and fears that we see. Um, They're like for us blips on the radar sometimes. We wanted to let you know that it's all right what you're going through. You are coming through it with flying colors as far as we are concerned. But we wanted to bring this up because your emotions play such a vital role in connecting your soul to the greater cosmic spirit. When you hold fear, negativity, anger, anything that is less than bliss and joy and love and pure, raw, for lack of a better word, love of everything, connection to everything, we are really, we just, we want you to know that when you hold lesser emotional vibrations, you hold your mind back, your mentality is held back and then your mentality is left to sort out what your emotions are doing. And it's like playing a game of ping pong and your mind tries to sort it out and wonders why it's happening and the more you wonder why it's happening, the more the emotions come and the more the emotions come, the more your mind wonders what's happening and you end up in a vicious circle in a horrible game of ping pong inside your head. 
instead of just accepting the emotions, accepting yourself for feeling them and then letting them go and always reaching and striving ever higher for a better emotion, a higher vibrational emotion, even a higher energy such as a song or a color that you like could help raise your vibration above that emotion. You can, you can raise your vibration, you can raise your emotion pretty easily. It's just a decision that you make and then your mind will follow. Your mind can take a deep breath and relax. If your emotion is high in vibration and you're feeling happiness, joy or bliss or dancing or laughter, you know, all the emotions that come with laughing, your mind gets distracted and joins in the fun. Your mind wishes to be with the higher vibrational energy. Your whole body craves, your soul craves to be in a higher dimensional state of bliss harmony and happiness and when you are in harmony what happens is everything all of your bodies all of your cells start to line up with the one will and the prime creator of the universe when you line yourself up as if you are a compass magnet pointing to the true north when all of your bodies are aligned up and pointing to the true north, or in this case, the true light of God or prime creator or the universe, whatever you wish to call it. We know some of you have hangups in different words. So we don't wish to offend you. We wish to enlighten you. We are here to help. So when you line up everything as if your mental body, emotional body, spiritual body, physical body, you know, your mind, your soul, when everything is lined up like a compass pointing true north, or in this case, God, you start to raise up, up, up in vibration. You start to feel the light working in each individual cell. Your body takes in nutrition in different ways. When you align everything correctly, you become healthier, you become calmer, you become happier, you become a master of manifestation in ways so fast, it will make your head spin. But you have to let go of all the lower vibrations. This is a critical juncture in your ascension phase. You do not want to become complacent and go back to sleep. You don't want to spend one day ignoring what's happening. We wish for you to stay focused. And it's okay, even if it's for five minutes a day, to focus on this stuff. Ascension is real. You have done it. But you need your mind and your emotions to get into alignment with the one will that was our message our biggest message that we had for you today 
Align yourself with the one will. Let go of your emotions that no longer serve you. If someone or something or a circumstance makes you feel bad, you need to let it go and move on to something that will make you feel good. Get yourself out of the room, out of the situation. You know, move out of the house, move across town, move to another country or city, whatever it takes to just be blissful. Live your truth. Your true self is a state of positive love and bliss. Uh, All right, now they're saying we wish to discuss the color blue. Is that correct? Okay, yeah, they said yes. We wish now to discuss the color blue. The color blue, especially the darker cobalt blue, the color of your cobalt blue glasses and plates that you can see through, but they're still very dark blue. This energy is magical and powerful. It can cause you to become invisible when given the right circumstance. Raise your vibration, align your chakras, your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies. Align everything with your eighth chakra, align that with the one will. Connect with your higher spiritual guidance and surround yourself with cobalt blue light like a cape or a cloak. This is going to make you feel safer, less anxiety. It will help you to get rid of your negative emotions. You can feel the energy of cobalt blue permeating through your body. Indeed, it has been outside in your clouds as an example. It looks like a light cobalt blue until you look with your quantum sight. You will then notice how dark this blue is. We wanted you to notice it's in all of the clouds. This is an energy that has been beamed to you from the Grand Central Sun through the portal of the sun, as well as beaming to you from many different lights in the sky or different ships, different beings, different, they show me the, the, they show me lights in the sky, literally. So sorry about that guys. I didn't mean to say lights in the sky. I meant to say ships in the sky. So they're kind of showing me that you see the lights. It's their ships. So, all right. The beings of light that surround the planet along with the Larian forces. We are here because we wish to help you ascend in your final days. Plus, we get a front row seat because this is exciting for us. We are so happy and pleased to be with you and and to watch your spiritual unfoldment like this. But we could not stand idly by tonight and tell you and not tell you that you need to let go of your lower based emotions and you need to stop thinking and overthinking all these emotions and events in your life. People are leaving the planet. Some are famous, some are not. People will be leaving the planet. A lot of people will be leaving the planet at this time. We are telling you this as a gentle reminder because we don't wish for you to become distracted. 
we know that it is very distracting and disturbing and sad when people that you know and love, whether you don't know them and they're famous, but you cared about their work or so they're, they're telling me this because they know that I was upset by these two about my friend who is dying and about Peter Fonda who just passed away and I've been concerned about earthquakes and all that so that's why they're bringing this up just so you guys know they're pulling this and plucking it from my subconscious mind okay I had to lay down my hip is really hurting alright guys continue please we want to serve as a gentle reminder that people do pass away that's normal and natural and at this time it's especially normal and natural for people who did not sign up to ascend they thought it'd be easier to pass away before all of the ascension had anchored in and took place because they know they can just come back and be born into the fifth dimensional world later. It's not a big deal. They can always come back if they want in the fifth dimension. The other people that are passing away and don't judge and you don't know who is one of one group or the other. Many people are ascending right now that are not aware of what the heck is happening. They don't know. They just know that things are getting easier and life is getting better and they're happy about that. That's all they know. So don't be quick to judge people that are dying right now as the people who are going to the other world, the people that couldn't handle the ascension and weren't spiritual. Don't judge people like that because it's possible that they were deeply spiritual and they just wanted to make the load lighter. Because it, the, the grand majority of the collective has to be awake and working on this actively in order for you to fully anchor into the fifth dimension. If you started yesterday and didn't know anything two days ago, and even if you try for five minutes, that's help. That's helping. That's okay. If you're spending 24 hours in the cave meditating for this, that's okay. That's helping. Don't go out of your way to beat yourself up or knock yourself out if you're not doing it as long as you think, because that's a judgment that you could ill afford at this hour. Do not judge others and do not judge yourself. Do not think you're not doing enough because you are. Your subconscious mind is working on this when you're not even aware. We care so deeply for humanity that we could not sit idly by and watch this mistake being made repeatedly by so many of you. Take your anxiety, put it in a box and wrap it up. And they're showing me the image of putting like chains, heavy chains around it, like in a cartoon and throw it in the bottom of the ocean. And they're showing me the image of if it breaks in the ocean and dissipates, the water will clean it. <laughs> they said, okay, this is, they said, this is a, a visualization that they came up with um, just today. 
they thought it was a good metaphor because water is a cleanser. Salt in the ocean is a cleanser. Salt is um, a high vibrational um, energy crystal. It's an energy generator. And it's an evil and negativity repeller. And it's been used for millennia on the planet. And that's why they're, they're showing me. Any problem you have, put in a box and imagine that you're throwing it over the side of um, a boat or a ship or a raft or what have you. But that it's it, and that you're anchoring it down deep, deep, deep into the ocean. And the reason why they're telling me this is, oh, another thing they're saying is okay. So they're saying because the water is a cleanser of energy, always for everything, whether it's salt water or not. But in this case, the salt is a cleanser, and then also. The cetaceans, the dolphins, and the whales use their sonar all the time. And you can imagine that that is knocking out any negative energy or impure intentions or anything that does not serve humanity by being out in the world. It does not serve you. For if it's an anger, an energy of anger or an energy of angsty or a negativity, if you hold on to it, and they're showing me, like, if you hold on to it, with it, it's in your fist, and you walk around, and you might set it down for a minute, so, you know, it's like if you have an object in your hand, and you hold it into a fist, and you hold it so hard inside your fist that your hand starts to cramp up, and you set it down, it's going to find you again and go back into your world, into your mind, into your heart. So when it comes to negative emotions, don't just set them down for the day or for the minute and pick it up back up in an hour. They're saying literally do a quick five minute visualization in which you're sending said emotion that does not serve you any longer into the depths of the ocean with chains. Oh, and they're saying iron chains because iron also abates negativity and energy. That's a really good visualization, guys. I'm so happy to have this one. I like this. Uh, Okay, and I just told them about Dharma and Greg on this TV show I used to watch that Dharma would say you just open um, a a, a fake (laughs) and imaginary thing of bubbles and you blow your troubles into bubbles. And then the bubbles float away, and then when they pop, they disperse and dissipate. And I just showed them that in my mind, that image, and they told me, no, if you do that, then your mind, your subconscious mind can imagine that it floats right back to you, and then that thought comes back to you, and your negativity is back with you. That's not good enough. (laughs) They're saying you have to get rid of all negativity, all negative energy, all thoughts that no longer serve you and things that have troubled you and upset you over the past, you know, five minutes, five days, five years, 50 years, what have you. They said you have to scan your body like you have to scan your body up and down and with a very uh, minute eye. They're saying like a minute eye, like with, how do they, can you say that in another way? A minute eye does not make sense to us here. 
you have to scan your body, your cells, each individual cell with... Uh, they're trying to get across something, and no, it's not that either. With a... <laughs> now they're saying with a convoluted eye, but I think what they're getting at is like a fine tooth comb. They said, yes, that's it, but with your eyes. <laughs> okay, and they're saying with your inner eyes. You have like a scanning device inside you. It's it's like your inner eyes. And it's like it's doing it's like going over your body with a fine tooth comb, but fine tooth eyes. I don't know. This is very weird. <laughs> They're like, just imagine that your eyes are inside of your imagination and they start at your toes and you're going through each individual cell in your body all the way up. And you can imagine that your consciousness starts at your toes and you're bringing in white light all the way up. And anytime there's a cell that does not have 100% positive thoughts and intentions in it, it will be like a, a photograph negative where it will come up the so like you're imagining white light it'll come up as like a gray spot or a black spot so then you have to take that pluck that out of your body put it in a box go all the way up through your head down your arms down your fingertips every inch of your hair in every inch of your body, scan it thoroughly and throw all spots that you see when you fill your body with white light, throw them in a box. And in, in your mind, it could be like a wooden box or a metal box, your choice. If it's metal, make it iron because iron gets rid of and abates evil. And then throw a bunch of chains around it. The more you can visualize, the better. All the iron chains... And iron also abates negativity and then throw it in the bottom of the ocean in your mind's eye. This is all a creative visualization, not a reality. Just this is your what you should imagine that you're throwing it all into the middle of the ocean where it's going to float deep, 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 deep down. And if it breaks, if you your subconscious mind imagines it breaking because it's something you didn't really want to let go of, even though you had to and needed to. When it goes into the salt water, the water's going to heal it, the salt's going to heal it, the iron's going to heal it. It will never see the light of day, but if it does, the sun will heal it. Also, they're saying now. And the air will take it away and heal it and disperse it. Until the sun burns it away completely. They said this is one of the most powerful visualizations they have been able to come up with for themselves. And they wanted to offer it and share it with humanity tonight because, after all, you are our brothers and sisters. And we are of the light, as are you. And we believe in sharing. And that's all they said. <laughs> they believe in sharing. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Um, I'm getting some jumbled messages. 
anything else? Yes, we want to tell you that it is your obligation and your duty to love others. All others, not just a few others that you know. But it is your obligation to look at other people as another you. You have to see other people as having the same concerns, struggles, worries, and woes as you do. They also still have the need to sing and dance and be happy and laugh and be around family and friends. And they still have the need, as you do, to sometimes be alone. Every person is like you. You are like every person. You are all created from the prime creator as we were as well. And in our society, we realize that everybody is us and we are everybody. So if someone upsets us, we have to understand why we upset ourselves, why we allowed ourselves to be upset, why we didn't practice compassion, love and understanding in that moment. And we took it upon our egos or took it into our egos to judge the situation or the person or imagine that we don't like someone because they said something or did something that we would not have chosen for ourselves. And it's taken us a long time to get to the point where we realize now that there's an infinite number of beings and an infinite number of choices and ideas and thoughts and they're all to be loved and honored and they're all equal in the eyes of the one will, the prime creator. You might in your future come across alien races that have high technology. That doesn't mean they're better than you. Just means that their technology is better than yours right now. You might come across alien races that seem mentally sluggish or slow, but they might have hearts of gold and you can't judge them for not being perceptively as intelligent as you because they might be more so. You might run across alien races that are more spiritual. That doesn't mean that you're not spiritual enough or that you're not good enough. It's just that they're different and they developed in a different way and maybe they had more time. What we are trying to say is that we want you to love you where you are. Love yourself where you are and love everybody where you are. Actively practice loving all the people on the planet. And then actively practice loving all the animals and plant life on the planet. Once you are done with that, we hope that you can extend that love to us and all the other ET races that are here to help humanity. You are so incredibly fascinating to us. We wish everything good for you. We wish for your success your happiness, your desires to come true, and you to all find the greatest amount of love that you possibly can 
from the greatest amount of sources as you possibly can. We are incredibly joyous that we got to speak with you tonight on this show. We are so happy that you are listening to this message and listening to us now. We are, as we always do, embedding starseed codes and light codes, downloads and upgrades, as you say. We are carrying in our words and our message the energy and high vibration of all of these other things so that you might feel a little more at ease when it comes to dealing with the more difficult things in your life, including your emotions. We wish you to know we are your space brothers and sisters and we are standing by at all times, beaming love and light your way. We wish to meet you sometime face to face. And if you would allow us, we would take you into our arms and we would embrace you as brothers do. You are not alone. You are never alone. You are never alone when you are alone and you are never alone in this universe. It pains our hearts when we have heard reports that certain beings in your world have said that we that you are alone in the universe as a long forgotten people nothing could be farther from the truth you are incredibly important and what you are going through is incredibly inspirational with your ascension do not lose your focus do not lose your light do not lose your love, your compassion, and all the wonderful positive emotions that makes humanity so unique and wonderful. We wish for your speedy success. We wish to see you dancing, happy, vibrant, joyous, and alive. For this is what kind of life you all deserve. Let go of your thoughts to the contrary. Let go of your emotions to the contrary. We cannot state this enough. Do this exercise that we taught you every day, three or four or five times a day if you have to. When you find an emotion, put it in an iron box and sink it at the bottom of the sea. Put so many stops to that emotion that your subconscious mind gets exhausted and cannot think of another way that that thought can come back to you. That is the goal of this visualization, this gift that we have given you tonight, because we want you to feel the highest vibrations possible. This will help you fulfill your mission faster. It will help you anchor into the fifth dimension that much faster. 
and it will help us to meet you face to face someday that much faster. You will manifest anything and everything you wish, everything your heart desires so much faster after you've done this exercise. Our hearts, our minds, our souls, our whole beings are waiting and waiting and waiting for you. With bated breath, as they say on your planet. <laughs> and then they're telling me now that, yeah, we realize we're cats and we realize that might actually be a cat reference in your world. <laughs> Like a cat eats a piece of cheese to attract a mouse. They're showing me this image. <laughs> they said we wanted to create a phrase. They're saying basically from my subconscious mind that that they can help to relate their idea to you guys. And then they realize this might be a cat reference. <laughs> well it's like they have to realize it because I love cats so much I have a whole bunch of cat references and things about cats in my mind all the time they're like yeah we see that we see that now they said maybe that might be one reason that they were attracted to me because they feel and sense my love for cats and that I would of course translate this to them because they look like cats <laughs> They said, but we walk upright. And they said they don't bat at things, so don't dangle feathers in front of them, expecting them to slap it away <laughs> like an actual cat. They said their personalities are different than our species of cat here. <laughs> it's like we can't have a conversation on this show with the learns without the cat thing being brought up. <laughs> Oh, they have such good senses of humor. And they're saying, you mean being brought up like a furball? <laughs> Hairball? Yeah, exactly like that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we, okay, they're saying we must leave you now, but... Once again, we wanted to let you know how much joy we are experiencing and watching you unfold and transform. And we can see colors and lights and energies and we're hearing sounds and vibrations as your bodies are changing. And it is the most incredible, beautiful music to those of us that have higher sonic, ultrasonic hearing, we have a hearing range and a sight range outside of the ranges of humans. We don't think you can hear what's happening on your planet. But if you could hear a rainbow, that's what we hear as your bodies are transforming and it is attracting the attention of almost every race in all of the universes at this moment. Our, it's almost like our 
radar we're just tuned to you you are the best show <laughs> around it's entertaining but more than that we are just all loving you so much because we see how much you're struggling with this and how much you have transformed already and where you're headed with it and how we know where you're going we see how you're doing it where you're going even though you don't see the road ahead we see it and we're so thrilled but it is the most beautiful music in all of the heavens galaxies and universes right now to those of us that can hear the physical transformation taking place we wanted to let you know how beautiful to us this is it's so attractive have you ever watched the opening of a flower in your world well times that by a million because we're watching you open yourselves up to divine and that's why we are here to help love and watch you and in a way we're protective of you while you are on this journey so we wanted to say thank you for having us on the show for listening to our message and for doing all the good spiritual work to inspire all of the races in all of the galaxies, planets, and worlds other than your own. Thank you. We bow to you in honor and in joy, in peace and harmony, and with the love of God, may your lights always shine bright. Now this ain't like a thousand suns, which I think they also pulled out of my head. <laughs> they said we could pull a lot of things out of your head, and then they just show me the image of a lotus flower opening up. They said, this is what we see when we watch you unfold your lives. It's like all, millions of lotus petals unfolding, and we can hear the music like a symphony as this is happening and you're trans they keep saying transfolding are you saying transfolding yes they said we watch you transfolding oh see they said that's their that's their word for transcendental unfoldment transfolding (laughs) I like that okay they said oh yes we are very well aware of this process but it's never happened anywhere like it's happening to you guys so like we said before you're the best show in town of course in town by town they mean all of the universes I guess (laughs) yeah all right they said never before in any parallel universe dimension other existence or plane (laughs) or planet never before has any of this occurred in just this exact way (laughs) it is unique and we honor you 
He said, thank you for having us. We must go now. Go with God. Godspeed. Be at peace and be at one with each other and at harmony and in harmony with all of us who are here to love and help you. They're saying peace and they're bowing before me. I'm doing the same thing. Peace. Thank you. Thank you guys. Did I just hear you guys purr? They said yes, it was a joke. <laughs> Thank you. They're going. <laughs> oh, they have really good sense of humor about this. <laughs> All right. I guess there's nothing they can do. I mean, God created them like this. Probably so we would love them so much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now they're reminding me. They're like, remember when you said that that one name Anubis, and then we all kind of got a little annoyed with you because that's a dog-headed person. Oh, <laughs> uh, they want to clear that up real quick. That that they, they have nothing against the dog-headed people <laughs> that also exist, but. They were kind of acting like it's a rivalry (laughs) last time as a joke because of the rivalry between dogs and cats on our world. (laughs) They said they they were feeling bad and guilty about that a little bit. They didn't want you to get the wrong impression that, you know, that Sekhmet and Anubis were against each other or something because they weren't. All right. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) All right. Well, there we go. All right, guys. Well, I don't really have anything else to add to that. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. I love each and every one of you, and I want to thank you for being my listener. And Quentin, thank you for favoriting my podcast. I've been meaning to mention your name on the air for days now. I wanted to say thank you. (laughs) Anyway, um, well, uh, whatever uh, you guys want to ask me, comment on anything, if you want to... Reading this week, $44. I'll say now until my birthday, August 25th, I instead 55. I'm lowering the price by 11 in honor of my birthday for $44 for an hour long um, psychic reading in which I'm reading from God as well as your higher self while I do the tarot. It's huge. (laughs) So let me know at Metaphysical Soul Speak at gmail.com but now I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace Hi guys, I know that it's summertime, it's August, I was born in August, and I know this is a hot, hot month, especially if you're in the United States, and now we've sent the hotness over to Europe. (laughs) So if you are enjoying the summer heat, but you're not enjoying what it's doing to your skin, I may have a solution for you. CTFO 
known for its high quality CBD oil hemp products. CTFO stands for Change the Future Outcome. Of course, this is changing the future outcome of your skin, your life, and well, maybe your pocketbook if you decide to join the business for absolutely free. And the link is provided for the products and the business right in this show's description. I just wanted to let you know real quick that CTFO has a brand new full spectrum CBD oil, hemp oil infused SPF 30 sunscreen. So this looks amazing. This is really going to help you out with those fine lines, dark spots, and skin aging that normally would occur if you did not use any protection at all. Uh, As you know, CBD oil does help against free radicals. It helps get rid of wrinkles. It reverses skin conditions such as ruddiness, breakouts, and also inflammation in the skin. So this is a gentle sheer formula enriched with antioxidants and it protects all skin types as well as being water resistant. We also have a new after sun skincare cream filled with vitamin D. And as you know, your skin would love to absorb the vitamin D, not just from the sun, but also from the cream after you're out of the sun. Remember, we talked about a couple weeks ago how vitamin D can help you absorb things like magnesium, potassium, vitamin C, and it goes down to the bone and it makes you so healthy. Vitamin D is excellent. And here it's this this cream, this after sun skincare cream has loads of vitamin D. So if you want to check it out, yeah, if you don't want it, that's cool. If you want to check it out, there is a link in the show's description. Just wanted to let you guys know.